أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome to living the Quran through the living Quran. In this series, we've been going over chapter number fifty-three, Surah Najm, the chapter of the star. Today, in our introductory commentary, based on the work of Sheikh Mohsen Karaati, his Tafsir Nur. We begin part one under the theme of the Great Oath. And we want to review verses number one through to four today. Now before we begin the commentary, we have to remind our listening audience that the methodology that Sheikh Mohsen Karati employs within his commentary is that in many cases he will, he will review some of the key words which God has used in the portion that is under review. He'll bring up, bring us those words and the general meaning and then the Quranic understanding of them. And then from there we delve usually into the actual commentary of that portion of that passage. And obviously, as many other great commentators of the Quran, he refers to other verses of the Quran. And also, as the need arises, he will bring about a hadith, the sayings of the Prophet and his successors, for us to better understand the content of the Quran. And as we have been doing in our previous series, as also is mentioned in the original commentary, is that we conclude every session with a few takeaway messages, some points for us to think and reflect upon, and that hopefully we can learn uh, the chapter and, and the importance of the chapter and to implement within our day-to-day -day life. Now, before we go into the commentary of these verses, verses number 1 through to 4, let us have a listen to the original Arabic followed by the English translation, and they will come back with a analysis as offered by, authored by Sheikh Mohsen Karati. Allah says the following in the beginning of Surah Al-Najm. By the star as it goes down, your friend Muhammad has not gone astray, nor has he erred, nor does he speak out of desire, it is but a revelation revealed. The word which God uses, Hawa, this word refers to a tendency to fall down, while the term which is uh, normally heard in Islamic terminologies of Hawa and Nafs, the lower desire, are those same demands of the base aspects of the soul which cause a person to metaphorically slip. The word Dhalla, which is also used in this passage in verse number 2, refers to being misguided from the straight path, while the word Ghawa, which is also used in verse number 2, that this refers to a deviation in beliefs, whose roots lie in false theological principles. The word sahib, which is also mentioned in verse number 2, refers to a friend and a helper, and this word has been used multiple times in the Quran in regards to the noble prophet of Islam, because the interaction of the prophet with the people was one built upon closeness, compassion, and was one which was rooted in friendliness. It is interesting to note that the last word of the previous chapter, Surah At-Tur, was the word Nujum, or stars, the plural form of the word. 
While the first word of this chapter that we are currently reviewing is najm, which is the singular form of the word. The meaning of the verse which reads when najmi ida hawa by the star as it goes down is either at the time of sunrise every morning in which the radiance of the stars loses their luminosity due to the brightness of the sun or it may refer to the time of the end of this world and the beginning of the day of judgment at which time the stars will collapse and plummet when it comes to the pivot of teachings of monotheism tawhid God and his prophet act to verify one another. God absolves his prophet from all forms of deviation, just as God says in the second verse of this chapter, مَا ظَلَّ صَاحِبُكُمْ وَمَا غَوَى That your friend, your companion Muhammad, has not gone astray, nor has he erred. And at the same time, the prophet also seeks to clear God of any misgivings which the people may have of him. When reading in the Quran and when introducing the Quran, God says the following. He says, ذَلِكَ kitab la رَيْبَ That this is the book in which there is no doubt. This is found in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter number 2, verse number 2. And at the same time, when speaking about his prophet, God says the following. وَمَا يَنْتِكُ hawa That nor does he speak out of desire. And this is done so as to close all avenues of petition by the people against God, and so that all avenues are closed and so that no doubts may remain in the hearts of the masses. The Quran addresses those who have deviated and says to them that you were friends and companions of the Prophet for a long period of time, and you know fully well that he is not a deviant. As God again says, مَا ظَلَّ صَاحِبُكُمْ وَمَا غَوَى Your friend Muhammad, your companion, has not gone astray, nor has he erred. The unique qualities of the leaders appointed by the Divine, by God, over those who are appointed by the people, can be summarized into the following four points. The leaders from the Divine, the leaders which God appoints for humanity, point number one, they don't have any history of mental deviation. Number two is that they do not have any background of sins or immorality in their past actions. Number three is that they have a compassion and a feeling for the people. And point number four is that they have never allowed their lower desires and passions or that of others to overcome them when making, when making them do the wrong things in life. Now, before we continue on with the remainder of this commentary, let us take a brief break here. We will come back in our next discussion to continue this review of verses number 1 through to 4 of Surah Al-Najm and to better understand the words of God as He describes Himself and His noble Prophet. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.